Ciao ascoltatori, siete in ascolto di Made in Japan, conversazioni con Melgio Catalan. In questo episodio Mel parlerà con me, Flavio Parisi, un insegnante di italiano che vive in Giappone. State seduti, rilassatevi e cominciamo con lo spettacolo. Hey there! Welcome to Made in Japan, Conversations with Meljo Catalan. This is my podcast about Japan, but it's not just your run-of-the-mill cool Japan podcast. I want to explore a side of Japan besides sushi and sumo, anime and video games. I'm here to extrapolate and meditate with the local people that your travel guide probably doesn't touch on, people that are hungry for making it, and people that have made it. This podcast is my talks with them. Ciao a tutti! Welcome back to Made in Japan podcast. Made in Japan podcast is a donation-based podcast. Uh, if you love what you're hearing and you want to continue to support me and buy drinks for my guest, please visit ko-fi.com slash made in japan podcast that's ko-fi.com slash made in japan podcast and if you haven't figured it out yet from the intro to this episode we are going to talk to a one flavio parisi uh flavio i've just recently met through the internet um He is an Italian language trainer, uh, specifically uh, training the Italian language uh, to opera singers in, here in Japan. And as well, he's also a musician and also a budding podcaster. I think Flavio is a wonderful guest to have on my show and my first Italian guest, which I'm pretty proud of to get someone Italian to come on my show. And so... Yeah, let's just move on with this because I think you would be interested and you would get fired up to hear what Flavio has to say with his uh, life in Japan story and how he came to this wonderful country that is Japan. So, without further ado, let's bring on Flavio Parisi, an Italian language trainer for opera singers a translator, and a budding podcaster. And without further ado, here we go. Flavio, what is going on? How are you doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Lately, I started again uh, doing some some jobs like in person. So yeah. I went to places. I met people live, which means a lot for me after a long time right. of, you know, like just computer acquaintances and interactions. And this is how we met. Um through the magic of the clubhouse. And I, yeah. I, I think your story is, uh, well, first of all, I, I want to say that you are my first Italian on my podcast. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> so feel feel free to teach me some Italian while we're doing this. <laughs> good, good, good. With pleasure. Yes. Okay. Um, but like, why don't you just uh, start? I mean, I, I, I think I don't need to introduce you. I think you tell me about your life story. Tell me about, uh, <laughs> you know, who you are and, you know, how did you end up here in, in Japan? Good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I can I can tell this story in a very different lengths. Okay. So it can be it can be very long or or n- not very short. Very short is difficult, but I go with the, like an average. Right. So basically, I am uh, yes, I'm born and raised Italian. I was born and lived all my childhood in a very countryside area of the northern part of Italy, area which is very little known even to Italians. Because, you know, I live, I, I was born uh, eastwards of uh, Venice and Venice is considered very much, you know, the, the deep north, but right. I'm from a northern part <laughs> from Venice. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, near, near, near the border. And yeah, it, it was, you know, good, good, uh, good life. And right. uh, then I, yeah, I, I started studying music when I was very small. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, music has been very important and basic for my life. I was playing a piano, but I didn't like it when <laughs> I was small. So I switched to the the winds, especially yep. the the oboe. So yes, I studied oboe at the at the local like academy, mm-hmm. and uh, I moved to Venice. Like uh, yeah, the the kind of the biggest city. Uh, yep. closer to, to my hometown to study at the university. And I was fascinated with uh, languages, but I wanted to study like faraway languages because I felt that as an European, I mean, you can pick up uh, pretty much French, English or Spanish just by mm-hmm. traveling. Mm-hmm. So I decided to study Hindi. That's Hindi fascinating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I went for, you know, like the Asian Asian culture, but still, you know, like uh, Hindi is not very, very far from European uh, right. languages. Right. So, yeah, that, that I, I, I graduated in, uh, in Hindi. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as a, it's not as a consequence, but just to, to do something different. On, after the graduation, I decided to... It was not just a trip. I, I, I felt that I wanted to live for a while in Japan because I had visited Tokyo mm-hmm. uh, once and I was really, really fascinated, fascinated by the city. And so, yeah, I started and I, I decided, okay, let's spend like a couple of months there. But I was willing to kind of stay longer. So yes, I stayed longer, and now it's I, I don't I don't even know maybe sixteen years maybe now. You're, yeah, J- Japan does that right. It does that to people. Yeah. We come here for I'm I'm very similar time length of uh, uh, staying in, in in this country as almost the same time as you. And uh, wow, it, this country does that, doesn't it? You will come here thinking only one year, and then you're like, whoa, yes. it's sixteen years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw many people though that uh, kind of yeah were enough after <laughs> like uh, maybe five years or six years. There is a kind of you know like rate of 
people that uh, just feel that they they have done enough right. <laughs> in Japan and they go back. But I stayed what? now longer than almost anybody else that I know, which is kind of sad. <laughs> what what first attracted you to come to Japan? Oh well, this is very difficult for me to say because okay. I didn't have a single uh, kind of item I was attracted to. So mm. it would be easier if I was like very into anime or manga or right. something special about Japanese, very like iconic culture. But I was mm. not actually. Mm. So I think that I really, really like the Japanese lifestyle, especially the Tokyo lifestyle, I have okay. to say. Mm. So, yeah, again, like being a musician mm-hmm. and a, an Italian musician, mm. like music in Italy is not living a very good moment, like in the, in the last decades. So right. it, there's not much, much money involved in music industry and right. people are not very into it or not willing to, you know, like there is no market that okay. revolves around music. So like the, the, the music situation in, in Japan, especially in Tokyo, mm. like Japanese people often complain and it's okay. I mean, but <laughs> they don't know about like the Italian situation. So like Italian musicians, when they come here to Japan, they, they think that they came to the El Dorado. So it's like it's really it's really like you know yeah 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 really really yeah. wow really. so there is always you know like if you compare you yeah. you can discover many things you know it's yeah. fa- fascinating I, I feel this is such a coincidence because I didn't plan to come to Japan I actually wanted to teach English in Italy I lived wow. in Venice for 2 weeks I was backpacking hmm. Europe uh, when I was 23 years old and I loved it. I actually loved Venice and uh, I loved the food. I just loved the, I just remember the one time, one day I was walking by myself near, you know, the, by the canal and, and an old lady, an old grandmother lady just came up to me and just, you know, just said, you know, bon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> hi. And it was just like, it was super really nice to have a lot of uh you can feel a strong community in in venetians yeah and i i just i thought i this is a this would be a nice place to live i thought you know yeah. in the future so um it tell was. me about it yeah yeah Ve- venezia okay first of all you asked me about italian pronunciation so venezia venezia, <laughs> venezia thank you yeah <laughs> for some reason when i hear venice i imagine some sort of american place <laughs> sorry i'm just a, i'm a standard no. american it's okay, it's okay. venice <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah venezia venezia is a really really special place uh, even for italy it is uh, unique Obviously, like the moment you see it, you understand it's unique. But once you start to live, and even maybe if you stay there for like more than one week and mix up with the people, Mm. you understand that it's even more unique than what you can see in the beginning. Because uh, there is a a very strong sense of community Mm. and uh, people, uh, inevitably, you meet up with the people like face to face. There are no cars. Yes. So this is very important. And uh, so you start to know people, to start to interact with people. And there is this beautiful like bar culture. So you meet up with a, with a, with a person and you immediately go to drink a 
you know, a, a cup of white wine at the corner, mm-hmm. even no matter what time in the day it is. And it was very beautiful. And not only that, but it's, of course, it's very well-known city. So a lot of people from abroad come and go. So you, I had the chance to meet like extraordinary artists, mm. musicians, and people of like, yeah, like worldwide, like very, very high level people. So, and there are be- excellent music festivals and and it's beautiful. It's it's really beautiful. A little bit small sometimes <laughs> because, you know, if you think about that, like I, I was born in Udine. Okay. Which is, uh, it, it, it's, it's uh, like my hometown. It's a uh, hundred thousand people living in there. Okay. But Venice is smaller than Udine. <laughs> so, I mean, it's very famous, but but it's also after a while. And it's, a, it's an island. So mm. no matter how like really cosmopolitan it is, mm. at the end of the day, you're on a small island. So yeah. like I really, really enjoyed the almost five years I spent there. Great. But mm. after a while, I, I felt I wanted to see more. Sure. And there are some, some things of Tokyo that are very similar. To, to Venice, surprisingly, like you don't need a car. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I really love, I, I'm not, a, I don't like to drive. I mean, I don't, like once in a while is okay, but I, I don't like to commute with, with the car. So Venice and Tokyo are perfect. For me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you explained it. Uh, you know, Tokyo is such a walkable city. You can yeah. walk anywhere here, right? A premier source of English information and lifestyle content for people living in and wanting to find more about Tokyo. Go check out Tokyo Weekender. You can find out more information on tokyoweekender.com. You can subscribe to their newsletter, download their mobile app, or if you are walking out and about in Tokyo, check out one of their free print publications. That's Tokyo Weekender magazine. Find out more at tokyoweekender.com. Established in 1970, it's the oldest English publication in Japan. Now, you didn't tell me, you know, the reason I got you on, you, you know, about your profession. Uh, <laughs> tell me more, because this is why. Uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, basically, I am, uh, I'm, I'm freelancing. So I do mm. like different gigs uh, and all these gigs make up for you know, a salary or whatever it is, mm. but I, I don't have a contract or like, I ha- I've never had a full, full-time contract. So uh, the jobs I am, I'm doing now are mainly like uh, teaching, teaching yeah. gigs. So I teach Italian pronunciation uh, for uh, opera singers. So that it's... is, I would say that's my, my main thing because Yes, I'm a musician and like classical trained musician, and I'm a like very very big fan of opera yeah. in general. So yeah, that that worked worked out well. I I'm working in a university and other like schools and organizations, but I also teach uh, yeah Italian language itself like grammar and everything, right. and also like of course poetry and metrics. So you know like things that you need to be acquainted with when you want to sing properly mm. 
And yeah, like over the years, I have done many other jobs, like translating jobs. But like as from translations, I took the you know the big liberty of choosing the topics I want to translate, <laughs> which is something like very very snobbish. I think. But, you know, it's not my main activity. So when I when people contact me, I I I get you know like the luxury of asking. What is that about? <laughs> well, well so. for example, what what topics do you would you like to translate uh, when you have a client? Oh well, usually uh, it's if it's about you know society, politics. I'm I'm interested, or yeah, yeah social stuff, or yeah. things that I am interested in. But mm. if it gets very very technical, it, okay. Actually, there is another problem because you know to be a very good translator, you need to be very very you know knowledgeable about what yeah. you talk about. So I so, yeah I <laughs> I take the liberty of you know saying yeah I, I know I don't know if you know, I'm not interested, but mm-hmm. the reality is that I'm not sure I am I, I can be good at doing that. So sometimes <laughs> I refuse for that also. I understand. I've I've done some translation work for like, uh, let's say, a pharmaceutical company, and like a researcher would give me his, you know, his medical uh, article that he's going to publish in the medical journal, and I'm yeah. reading it in Japanese, and I'm like, how do I translate this into yeah. English? <laughs> it's a, like translation is a very very difficult job, actually. It if is. if you think about that, so you know, I understand that like professionals are. You know, you need a very, very deep skill to do that and right. the capacity and, and a lot of time. So having other jobs, I don't want to just get into like a big mess of being, you know, forced to, re, you know, research by myself. Right, right. So, yeah, that's it. So that's it. Uh, going back to the music part, like, yes. um, I'm really interested with uh, you, you know, you're teaching Italian to opera singers. How yes, yes. Did yes. you manage that job? That is really cool, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot of fun actually. And you know, that's the only thing, you know, you you, you I can think about this. If you do something that you really enjoy, I mean, mm. teaching something that you already love is there's is nothing better than that for yeah. me. So basically, yeah, it, it but, but as every very good job it wasn't very easy to find actually i kind of had to build it up for mm. myself because it i mean no one is hiring uh you know italia opera pronunciation teachers you cannot right. find that so <laughs> so i i got in touch with you know like some some people that asked you know they knew me and all of a sudden they needed a uh, italian language teacher Right. In a music, uh, in a music uh, university, musical university. Yeah. So at that point, I told them, "What about like improving the pronunciation and the knowledge of the teachers? Uh, not not the teachers. Sorry, the, the <laughs> students mm-hmm. about uh, you know the the poetry, the Italian poetry, because everything goes together. Actually, not many yes. people think about that, but." Yeah, the, the the music that is written for opera, it just you know springs out from the language. So like language, you know, in opera, if you if you want to sing opera, the first thing you you need to be very good at is the language. 
if you are good at you know pronouncing and just conveying what you want to say with the language half of the job is done after that you know singing okay singing is very very hard and difficult but you know it's much easier if you if you know what, what you're doing with the with the words so yeah so that's it so eventually that that job kind of expanded because once i started to work in a university other you know organizations contacted me and you know people started to know me as you know somebody that is doing that job and right. yeah but still i'm i'm i i really want to improve that and just expand because mm-hmm. uh, yeah like the again like japanese people tend to study music in a very very serious way and <laughs> i love that but yeah I'm up to up till now it wasn't like this pronunciation pronunciation thing was yep. not very very focused on by the students yeah. so i hope i hope it it gets you know more more recognized as important stuff yeah i'm glad you noticed that about what japanese students that study music i'm glad you noticed that it's a very big difference from where i come from like a lot of people i know are whether they learn take lessons or they they self they're self-taught they just teach themselves like me um yes. i think first off is like more of like the passion and 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 the heart and then yeah. get into the the foundations but but uh yeah japanese people are really good at just starting in the foundations and then you know the yeah. do, do re mi and then you yes. put in the italian pronunciation into it <laughs> that's phenomenal i i i i wonder like do you sing opera as well do you do you sing opera like in uh, performances no 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 i'm not a performing singer uh, okay. because uh, yeah my instrument is not voice okay so yeah i'm a oboe as a you know as a performer i i'm not uh, like performing even with the oboe nowadays but yeah i i could <laughs> but the singing is another stuff but yeah i i have the the basic knowledge of uh, singing and uh, yeah i can my my role is to support the way of you know just getting out the the sound right. so like as as it uh, you know it's about the the pronunciation the language but i let the you know the singers follow their own like singing teacher okay. as as for the, for the singing. what what popular operas do most students like to sing in japan <laughs> oh in japan Basically, the most famous one are the ones from uh, Verdi and Puccini. Okay. So obviously, like the nineteenth century stuff uh, mm-hmm. up to the twentieth, in case of Puccini. So it's uh, it's like beautiful music and very interesting and very passionate. Yeah. But <laughs> there is one point, one point that uh, sometimes uh, Japanese students miss. Uh, and that is that uh, Italian opera was born in the 17th century. And so up to the, you know, to, to the Puccini opera, there are like centuries of uh, singing that is based on Italian poetry of that time and different styles of singing. So uh, I feel that like Baroque age opera or even like old, old times, you know, old, uh, old music, music yep. is it's a little bit neglected in Japan. Mm. 
Can uh, you recommend me some of the, the the Baroque Times opera? I would love to check it out. Oh like, well, I think everything by Handel okay. is very very good. Like the Italian language. Uh, oh, the, the Italian language. Yep. Yeah. So especially maybe Giulio Cesare in Egitto, like okay. Julius Caesar. <laughs> It's it's pretty powerful, mm. and uh, I love I love that opera very much. Like some arias are very very beautiful. I mean, all of them are very beautiful, and the characters like are interesting. Of course, uh, the the composer the composer is uh, he was German. He was yeah. living in 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 England, mm. but he used Italian Italian you know libretto Italian texts, and right. he he. He's very, very skilled at using the words. So, you know, like Italian, yeah. Italian language was the language. It was the English language of the, the time. The time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like Handel is a good, good way to approach. After that, maybe, yeah, Vivaldi is also nice. But, and, and if you, if you manage to see like the DVD, mm-hmm. okay, my, my advice would be just study a little bit about the story before. So maybe mm. like read read the synopsis, synopsis or like you know the story, yeah. and uh, watch it on a DVD. Yeah, and take your time and maybe just taking a look while while you listen to that. Take a look at the libretto. Maybe if you have the translation, yeah. it's good because it's not very immediate. Okay, you know, like let's let's put it clear. It's, right. it's not you know something that wow. It's not a music video like three right. three minutes from Rihanna. So it's it's kind of you know. Takes takes time, but it's very rewarding. I think. That out, but I, I do love Vivaldi. I've, I love the Four Seasons. Uh, great, great piece of music. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I want to know, you know, me, I'm also, I teach uh, English, as you know, but like some of the weak points for teaching when I teach the North American English, um, I always practice with Japanese about tongue training and, and learning how to yeah. open your mouth wider. Um, uh. For Italian, like for the Italiano, uh, what what are the first types of practicing do you do with the students? Like, is it? What are the weak points that you find with students in Italian? Mm, I would say that uh, Italian language and Japanese language sound almost the same, Mm. which is a very good point from a certain point of view. But the problem is that this is changing a little bit lately, but usually people would use the katakana to learn. Ah, so, okay. so if you pronounce like uh, the katakana in Italian, it it's okay for communicating. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it works because mm-hmm. if you read in katakana, okay, the, the accent is a little bit, uh, you know, off, but right. it works. The problem is 
if you want to sing and sing in a perfect Italian, yeah. at that point, if you just uh, you know translated your your sounds into into Italian, that's going to be a problem because it's not exactly the same. And so most of the case, uh, opera singers, they study very, very well French pronunciation and German pronunciation mm. because they sound different, right? Right. So like when you, when you say je en français, <laughs> it's apparently is not the a, it's not a, it's not o, it's e, uh, right? Yeah. Yep. But uh, Italian sounds, okay, a, e, i, o, u, yeah, i, u, e, o, yes, but it's not exactly <laughs> like that. Yep. So, yes, I I tend to yeah, the, the big problem for Italian is that especially when you sing, you don't have to make the 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 consonants sound. Yes. So, you you just need to because most of, most of the people think that it's like ah, this rolling r, I, I want to make them sing it. So, like per me per That's not beautiful you know right. like so so you need to just shorten them and yeah. make them uh, it, it, not important because the important part is the vowels so right. you you need to just you know nurture and make big big vowels and everything yeah. else that stands in the in in between it really doesn't matter because nobody's listening actively to oh what a beautiful l <laughs> are. That's never gonna happen, you know, exactly. in the opera audience. So that's my advice. Every time, you know, I say, okay, you you sing just with the vowels, and yeah. you can put the, the consonants. That's amazing. Honestly, have never seen any Japanese opera singers um, in Japan. Uh, do you know of any Japanese opera singers that? Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that you rec recommend? I would love to know who. Well, there. <laughs> okay, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to say because the, most of them are my friends. So oh, if I, I'm if sorry. I tell you, if, no, no, no. It's okay. They're very good. They're very okay. good. But if I, I don't want to mention one and forget. And others, then yeah, so they're like, <laughs> so I, like Flavio, what? <laughs> Why did you talk yeah, about me? <laughs> so, so, no, just basically, basically, uh, there are many, many different styles. So, yeah. and also opera. Opera is, uh, you know, multi-centuries art. So, there are very different ways of singing, uh, different ways of interpreting that. Right. And you can play with the orchestra, you can play with the piano, you can play even a cappella if you want. <laughs> so... And, and the voice, this is very important. Mm. The voice is, uh, is a wonderful instrument. And it is the instrument that every, every single human being is used to mm. since we yeah. are born. Yeah. So if you, for example, I don't know if you, you are a fan or not, but mm. Maria Callas. Maria Callas, Maria I know the Callas. name. Yes. Maria Callas, uh, mm. she was like the goddess in, mm. in her time. Mm. And she had like big, big fans, you yeah. know, legions of fans, right. but a lot of people that just hated her voice. 
Ah. And this happens. This happens with every singer. Uh, there is no. I mean, there's some some big big stars like Pavarotti. Okay, of course, yeah. but still, still. I mean, about the voice, it, there is something very 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 you know personal about the the taste. Right. And this doesn't happen with violin. You know, a good violin player is good. Yeah. Like 100%. If you if you don't understand, it's okay. But if you yeah. understand, like that violin player is good. Exactly. This doesn't happen with the voice. So I think that everyone has his own taste. And uh, yeah, the, the singers are something very, very, very special. So mm. yeah, there are, there are good, good singers uh, in Japan that are good at um, in the in the classic repertoire, like mm-hmm. you know baroque stuff, or even before that, like Monteverdi. And mm-hmm. there are some very good other singers that are very good with Puccini. Mm. And uh, it's impossible to be good at everything. Because mm. it's uh, it's very different. Like technique is different. Like approach is different. Taste is different. So yeah, but you can you can find a lot of stuff even online. And young, I think that young generation of yeah. Japanese singers are getting so good because they they travel more. They have you know internet. <laughs> they can yeah. learn from you know like twenty exactly. years ago it wasn't possible. So it's, right, it's very very powerful. Uh-huh. Me. I, I need to check it out because I'm. You're right. You're right. The, the younger generation, they've got so much, so many resources now with the yeah. YouTube and, you know. Um, yes. I, I I was curious. Do you also have a YouTube channel? Do you teach online? Um, no. Okay. I I was thinking about doing that during the pandemic, but uh, I struggled so much about like how to do that. Yeah. And uh, the thing is that. You know, when you teach music or something related to the sound and to your skill, basically, it's very difficult to learn from a book or even from a video. So you need somebody to guide you and to correct your problems, like Mm. because they are physical approach. So I didn't want to do something that could be misunderstood, like, Mm. you know, Mm. I, I, it's very, very difficult like to, right. to teach music because you get to a point in which you need to correct your approach, approach like your yep. physical approach. Yep. So it, I, I thought about that, but I think that maybe studying by yourself, even with the video, it's might be, I mean, I don't want to use the word dangerous, but kind of like misleading. So Could be. I prefer to be, I prefer to be, you know, present and even like the pronunciation online, like teaching, you know, with the, mm-hmm. on, on video, on like, you know, video call, it's risky. So yeah. I really, really need to be in, in presence. That's why like this period was so painful for me. Because it must I have to... been, it must have been, you know? Yeah, and for musicians, yeah, very, very painful, yeah. Um, And it it sucks for me. Um, we, I want to get into the fact that you start, you have your own podcast too. Um, and, yes. And it, it must, it was so hard for me during this time because part of my 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 essence of my podcast is being with the the guest and <laughs> and and you know yeah. feeding feeding the energy off exchanging the energy off each other and it's just so hard to do this uh you know i of course i adjusted i um, i'm sure you have but uh but yeah 
can you talk about your podcast? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Actually, yes. I'm. I'm. I was just about. Uh, you know, maybe today I need to kind of uh, make the the third uh, episode. Like I'm. Okay. I'm going very very slow pace. But That's okay, okay. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast is. Um, uh, it was an, uh, something that came out, you know, came as an idea after, uh, actually, yeah, almost one one year after the pandemic started. So, mm, mm. yeah, but I, I have always been fascinated with uh, sound documentary. So I, I remember that in the beginning of the internet, mm-hmm. you know, like first days, I was, you know, browsing and I, I discovered a... A web page in which there there was a map, a world map, mm. and there was, you know, places like pinned down places you could click and listen to sounds that were recorded in that that places. Mm. It was so amazing for me, like you know, <laughs> kind of you know, river like a stream somewhere or a city somewhere else, and yeah. it it's so powerful because again, you know, for me the sound is so so powerful, mm. you know, like. If, if you think about that, if you if you look at something and if you film something, it's after all, it's a choice, right? Because, you know, you choose the lens, you choose what to take, when. But the sound <laughs> is kind of something that you, you, you receive in a passive way, in a right. way. So, right. so I always wanted to do something like that. Maybe my personal like world map of sounds. Mm. And this this idea came out uh, again when I when I when I wanted to start something like to to do for myself and for people to listen around. And yeah, the idea is sounds of the city. I mean, now Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like a kind of a story and there is some narration, but yeah, I if it was for me, I would put only recorded sounds. But I like my people have, like you know some friends told me that's a little bit too much to ask you know, for people. Okay, let's listen to a podcast and just you know ambient sound. It's a little bit too much. So right. I put narration and yeah, it's it's something that you can listen. But yeah, my idea is like to give a brief brief uh, explanation of where I am, what is happening, what I can see. Yeah. But like the sounds mix the rest, and uh, my idea is just to leave the the listener with some even background music because mm. at the end I leave. Uh, I mean, you can you can stop listening, but if you want, there are two or three minutes of like a sound soundscape that mm-hmm. I recorded. So, for example, in the in the sec, like the first the first episode was about like the New Year's you know mm. night in mm. in in Tokyo so like the the bells mm. so <laughs> I left uh, kind of five minutes of dong <laughs> oh so it's just you know you can feel and the second episode was about like yeah parks and you know the okay. green green so there was like this uh, crows right I'm sure I'm sure so like ah. <laughs> like for two as, or three minutes, Flavio. As long as you don't record me living in Tokyo like you, as long as you don't record like the sound of the the ambulance, the QQ shot. Or, yeah, I, live, I, would, I would like have a high like raise my blood pressure. Yeah, for yeah. That. I live very close to a hospital, so oh, yeah. like that, that's just, and and it's sad because I get used to it. It's like uh, you know I don't even hear it really? anymore. You know, oh, like, yeah, no. yeah. after a while it becomes yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's the idea. I like the sounds. Uh, well, right. basically something I would like to to listen to. If mm. like if I was I wasn't living in a place like this, or I mean, I ideally I would love to listen to the sounds of mm. people living in other areas. Sure. Um. So you mentioned that you you want to put narration. So and it, it's going to be in Italian. Yes. Nice, yes. Awesome. It's in Italian, and but yeah, it might. I, I might, you know, think about doing that in in English too, because probably I don't know. Maybe some people might enjoy that <laughs> outside Italy. Yeah, because you. I remember you were telling me uh, when we met at Clubhouse. I, I you were say, speaking so passionately how there should be more Italian podcasts, and and I, and I agree. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, like Italian narration, like Italian Italian voices about mm. Asia are very, mm. very few. Mm. And this is a problem because I think uh, like the media situation in Italy is not very, very good. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like it, but in general, I mean, media, okay, economy is very bad in Italy now. And especially like to, to work with the media is like a, a dream for almost all of the people right. and uh, especially you know the, the stories about uh, the reality of outside the, the west so you know problems or situations in africa or asia are really not major stuff mm. Uh, mm. so there isn't that there for example that there there are no like journalists uh, you know envoys from uh, from italy in japan Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, I, people that there are freelancers that do stuff, but mm. you know, there there's never been anybody. You know, I I work for that paper in Italy in mm. Tokyo. No, Not, man. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of sad. So I I can understand, but well, I would really. This like is your chance. Work. This is your yeah. chance. Lead the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to, but. Yeah, like and economic, like you know, like from the point of view of getting something out of it, <laughs> you need a very, very like strong will to you know enjoy. First of all, enjoy yourself, and then maybe something. <laughs> well, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing uh, your podcast. Uh, I I really believe if if you're just starting out, my advice is to keep going. Don't, just yes, don't worry. Just keep going. Keep publishing episodes. Um, it's it's fun. I mean, if you like, yes, it. yes, um, you're right. You're right. So yeah, uh, definitely. But uh, yeah. Anyways, before I let you go, Flavio. Yes. I would like to know what is your favorite Italian restaurant in Tokyo. <laughs> oh, this is difficult because <laughs> I hardly uh, eat Italian in a restaurant because ah, I okay. cook. Yeah, I cook myself most of the naturally. <laughs> most of the Italian. But I would say uh, like the best or my favorite is impossible to say. But mm-hmm. uh, a very good one that I know and I discovered lately it's uh, La Tripletta. La Tripletta. Ah, la Tripletta. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me pronounce it <laughs> exactly. Yes. La, tri- la Tripletta. Almost. <laughs> Almost, almost. <laughs> tripletta. Tripletta. Okay. La, wait, yeah. I, I've heard of this name. It's, is it a pizzeria? In, in... Yes. 
זה פיצריה, but it's a very good kitchen, like that makes other stuff. And they have, yeah, like pasta, everything, and they're very, very careful with the ingredients, and everything is very good. מרקטינגטרטג'י <laughs> uh, there's a famous pizzeria near my neighborhood. Um, it's called Daisa. Uh, it's oh, a, very, you know? very good. Yes, yes. You like it? But I haven't... Yeah, I love it. I yeah. haven't been there for like maybe six, seven years. It's <laughs> amazing, when, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Yep. Very, Go very, ahead. very, very good. Very good. Like that, mm. that guy, uh, Isanori, I think is the name. Yep. He, he is like the real... Uh, One of the first pizza otaku, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> in, uh, in I, see him, I see him every day buying cigarettes or buying a, a coffee at 7-11. I, I just walk past <laughs> him every day. <laughs> you know, he is very good. And he kind of started the, the, mm. that kind of, uh, you know, real Italian pizza wave in, in Tokyo. I mean, I so. I'm sure there, were, there was somebody before him, but, but he yeah. was very, very good at, you know, kind of... spreading it so right you know what's amazing about him is that even during this pandemic his business is still going strong he just does this one pizzeria and he just keeps going and every day yeah coming in making the pizza and then yeah yes yes yeah yeah, yeah artisan <laughs> very yeah, artisan good, very good. yeah <laughs> well i hope in the I future someday uh you know flavio let's go grab a slice at daisa's and uh and we'll hang absolutely. out absolutely Yes, yes, yes. I have so many like to-do lists that went on for like, all this year. I have to do this. I have to do this. And of course, like pizza with you is yeah. must. must. Of course. <laughs> well, Flavio, thank you so much for uh, having the time thank to you. chat. And uh, man, I, I, gotta, I feel like I want to study some ja- uh, Italian now. Italian. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes yes okay by the way you know like yeah. i think that there will be some some concerts some stuff going on yeah. so i will, I will can you plug yeah you know yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. nice awesome man all right good all right well, well thank you very later. much no problem. <laughs> great to talk with you <laughs> no problem thank you man and huge thank you to Flavio for coming on and sharing his knowledge and his experiences with opera and uh, I learned a lot I really did learn a lot you know I thought I knew lots of music and I've always loved listening to opera but he definitely schooled me in some things to learn when and appreciate when you, you know, you're listening to opera Yes, Flavio, grazie. You are listening to Made in Japan podcast, conversations with Meljo Catalan. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is at Made in Japan podcast. And also, if you feel free to have a comment or a question, or if you know someone who... 
who would be interested to come on my show, please feel free to email me, japanmademepodcast at gmail.com. That is japanmademepodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to my podcast anywhere that you use for playing your favorite podcast. And so, yeah, that will finish it off with Flavio uh, on this episode. We're going to go move on in a couple of weeks uh, with another music-related guest. I love it. I love it. It's pretty cool. This month, I've got some some you know, heavy themes with uh, different types of music. So, yes. Thank you for listening. I hope all of you are well, and I will see you and talk to you very soon. Peace out.